1: and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: Mallor here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst I know this is an audio platform, not a visual platform. Thank God. In fact, I don't have the camera on right now, which is nice. Uh, This is taking a week off on the camera. But I did set the mood lighting, just so you know. I've set the mood here. I've got the mood. The lighting has been adjusted. And we have a follow-up to a story. We're going to begin with a follow-up to a previous episode of the show. And it involves Big 12 football, specifically Oklahoma State. Uh, Football players there at Oklahoma State, we talked about this yesterday, led by Chuba Hubbard, uh, threatened to boycott the football program because of a photo of their coach wearing a shirt they didn't like. They were bothered by his shirt. Uh, He was wearing a One America News t-shirt, which is apparently blasphemy uh, for woke social media and the football players at Oklahoma State. So... We then had, when we last spoke, we had talked about a side-by-side apology video. That happened on Monday, and that was Gundy and Hubbard side-by-side. And now to advance the story, to go forward in the story, Mike Gundy has now said, you know, in the span of 24 hours, I would like to hit the Daily Double. A second apology video for his wardrobe malfunction which many think isn't actually a malfunction, but he apparently has now been, uh, been taken in by the mob and beaten into submission. So a second apology, and just to prove I'm not making it up, let's go to the audio tape. Here it is. I want to apologize to all members of our team, former players
4: and their families for the pain and discomfort that has been caused over the last two days. Black lives matter to me. Our players matter to me. These meetings with our team have been eye-opening and will result in positive changes for Oklahoma State football.
2: Yeah, all right. So, again, there, the key part, he apologized. Let's put this in some context here. For the pain and discomfort caused by a T-shirt, laundry, that he wore on a private fishing trip. (laughs) Keep in mind, 98% of the country has no idea what OAN is, hasn't watched it. And yet, this is the uh, reaction. Despite all that, Gundy got down and begged for forgiveness. Uh, and that that was cringeworthy, if you saw the video. Boy, this is just beaten into submission. Beaten into submission, Mike Gundy. He's got the mullet, though. They didn't force him to shave the mullet. Uh, maybe that's next. Now, the question, should Mike Gundy have apologized at all? Now he's apologized twice. All right, so my observation is you've got the sermon, the Kitty table, and the fashionista. And we will lock all these things together. Now, number one. Number one. So we crossed the Rubicon a while ago, and now we are going into a different dimension of craziness. Uh, Mike Gundy is continuing. It's his time in the spotlight. He's continuing as the, the latest that has been taken down by the mob. Uh, but... This is obviously, we talked about it over the last couple of weeks, this is a bad move by him for an assortment of reasons. So I'm going to give you what has become, and apparently I'll just repeat this every show for like the next seven years, my boilerplate sermon about apologies in the public sphere. Because the same rules apply to Mike Gundy that applied to everyone else who's been doing this, uh, and they're almost always wrong to issue an apology. As a caveat, let me just point out, when it comes to personal interactions, like if you're married with your wife or your friends or whatever, in that that work environment, one-on-one, apologies are a good strategy if they're done right. In this case, this is a mistake. For Gundy to have apologized now twice, twice, uh, we are entering the twilight zone. The normal rules of societal behavior do not, translate in this in this celebrity world right especially in the age of cancel culture and when, when people are who are on a pedestal like I'm a college football coach apologize it often makes things much worse we've seen it play out in front of our own eyes don't take my word for it just look for yourself more people then will say oh I, I don't believe the apology I want you to apologize for something else you did uh and and then they demand more and more and more because Mike Gundy can never apologize enough. He can't. He can't apologize enough for the woke mob. Can't do it. No apology or any kind of you know any kind of uh, lack of conformity will ever meet the standard, right? So why even go down the dusty Winnemucca road? Why even go down that road? Now, the second thing here, much like Drew Brees, Mike Gundy has managed to annoy hundred percent of the people involved who, th- who know about this story. Uh, I was getting messages from people who aren't even sports fans. Hey, did you see this Gundy story? Can you believe he apologized for a shirt? I said, Yeah, I can't. it's ridiculous, isn't it? The people that support Gundy, the people that had supported his initial, initially, yes, just a t-shirt. The adults are like, it's just a shirt. But then the Orwellian thought police were disgusted. And they said, no, no, it's not a shirt. Oh, no, no, no. And and, uh, so now he, of course, immediately placates the continually offended mob. And the the same people who demanded the apology, many of them don't think it's sincere enough. So it's like a hamster on a wheel running in place, going nowhere, but thinking they're going somewhere. And, And Gundy... In the video, and again it was audio. you heard the audio, we played it for you, but he looked like a like a prisoner, like he was being held a hostage in, in same thing as the other video. It was like it was like we were flashing back to a few years back when there was hostage videos out. He was like some remote location somewhere, hoping that this video would lead to his freedom. And now Gundy, see, he's opened up Pandora's box by going down the cowardly highway of apology. He has now empowered all future mobs. Which will you know are going to come his way, and then he's going to have to do this whole song and dance again. Uh, it is a a real chump move uh, by Gundy, and yeah, listen, I get it. He's trying to save his job. He makes a lot of money, and they would have fired him. They're still going to fire him. You think Oklahoma State's going to go out and win the national championship this year? Hell no. They'll be a typical Oklahoma State team. They'll you know win a handful of games, score a bunch of points. And they'll end up losing three or four games, and then Gundy will be fired. All right? And now at least he's got a dinner reservation. He can sit at the kitty table with the other casualties of the thought police. Dabo Sweeney. He also got in trouble for a T-shirt. Drew Brees apologized because he thinks you should stand for the National Anthem, and that offended a lot of people. Roger Goodell, that was a really scary hostage video from Goodell. All those guys issued apologies and videos and all that. The only one that hasn't issued a full apology video but did apologize was Grant Napier, who also has a seat at the table. He had been the play-by-play guy on television for the Sacramento Kings for over 30 years, for over 30 years, but he said – all lives matter, and that was enough because all lives don't matter. He ended up getting canceled there, the Kings play-by-play guy. Uh, but he I don't think he did an apology video. I didn't see that on the internet. The other guys did. All right, now the final point. So one of the interesting parts of this story came from our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Doug Gottlieb, a scoopy McScoop, if you will. Now, Gottlieb played college basketball. Part of his college basketball career was in Stillwater, and he's pretty plugged in pretty plugged in at Oklahoma state university and Doug reported, which many people were wondering, well, what change were the players looking for? They said, we're not going to do anything until there's change. You got your apology video. You got your uncomfortable, cringeworthy hostage type video from your coach, two of them. So what are you looking for? Well, Gottlieb on his show, he reported that the ultimatum from the Oklahoma state football players included a hodgepodge of random fashionista request, according to Gottlieb, including the right to wear earrings, uh, some of the other things Gottlieb listed here, saggy pants, uh, wanted n- different music that has you know, some uh, questionable language allowed. I guess that, that wasn't allowed in the in the workouts and all that. There's a whole bunch of things on this list. And Gottlieb tells us that all of these things were agreed to by Mike Gundy, I assume in addition to the now Daily Double hostage video apologies that were issued. And now, to be fair, a handful of players denied that that report by Doug Gottlieb, but to be also fully transparent, they did not actually clarify on which parts were wrong or what was actually gained, what their demands were that were meant, uh, w- what the extortion was to get their demands met. Now, I'm assuming that's because... Some of that is pretty humiliating. If that's actually what you were looking for, if that list is accurate, that would whew, that's a tough one. Um, instead, they were very ambiguous about what actually changed, which of course leaves more questions than answers. Meanwhile, uh, some of the the listeners were like, "Oh, you should not be uh, saying you don't care about OAN. What's wrong with you?" Uh, now, I said I never watched the channel. I did some digging though. I thought it was interesting. Uh, about this channel. It's a it's a channel that very few people actually watch, which I always am blown away by. People are outraged by something that very few people are actually watching. Like, who cares? Uh, unlike most snowflakes, though, I'm not afraid of a TV channel. I don't really care. Uh, and based on my research, it appears that several, like, far-left media outlets were attacking OAN. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, they threatened by the competition. Uh, the big one was John Oliver, who took an out-of-context clip from Liz Wheeler, who works at that channel. The clip was from four years ago, and creative editing, Oliver used it to mock uh, that channel. Now, this is probably something you don't know about. The Associated Press ran with a clip presenting it as new. It was four years old, and then they got called out on it. Obviously, fake news, right? You're reporting something is new, and it's four years old. Uh, That changes the story. They actually altered the story. The Associated Press admitting they screwed up on that. Uh, And, again, as someone that works in media, I don't believe in censorship. Now, maybe you do, and I guess I'm old school. I'm old school in that department. Uh, Let People, if they have uh, voices and channels, a million channels. I was flipping around the channels on my TV uh, during the day, I had a couple of couple of minutes of downtime, and I—I I mean, who the hell is watching? Like seven shopping channels. Like I mean, who the hell's watching this crap? Um, and probably not many. Not many people. Not many people are watching this crap. But again, I am not afraid of Alex Jones or OAN or any of them. Right? If you don't like it, don't watch. You have the ultimate power as the consumer of any form of media. And it's like people are afraid of that power. Like, you know, it's like, come on. You, you're like, what are you doing? There's plenty of room. And if, if people are, are afraid of these, it gives them more power when you're afraid of certain people. What are you afraid of? Let adults decide individually what they choose to believe and what they don't believe. Uh, and I, I know that's an outrageous position to have, to just let the consumer decide, because I promise you, if people don't watch... On the you know whatever it's OAN or whatever, if you don't have people watching, you can't sell advertising. Then you don't have a, a any kind of channel at all. That's how it works. Let the public decide. That's how it should be. The public will decide what they approve and what
4: they don't approve. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. <sighs>
2: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash sports. Tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
5: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
3: Zumo play
2: talking baseball labor negotiations that's right time for our obligatory mallard monologue about the status of america's pastime which is apparently past its time Uh, a 2020 mlb season if it was boxing you would say it's on the ropes right now Uh, maybe you would even see it's down on the mat getting counted out but the stalled negotiations there is no update on the negotiations the actual meat and potatoes of the negotiations between the owners and the players, because there is no update. There's no. There's no new progress either. Either way that has been made, they've stayed in a holding pattern, circling over the abyss. Uh, and but we have been provided. We have been provided with some more media manipulation. This from the players' side. And the players, like a running back, you know, a great running back. You look around, you see that A-gap, and you see daylight in the A-gap. you got to hit it, right? You hit that A-gap, and you are off. Like Emmett Smith back in the day for the Cow. You hit that A-gap, you're gone, right? You're boom, into the end zone. Uh, Marshall Falk, the same with a great running back. They see that whole – well, baseball sees an opportunity to pounce on the owners. Now, if you did not check this out, and maybe you missed it, several high-profile players, including – Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies and Mike Trout of the Anaheim slash Los uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, whatever. Uh, Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, they both posted on social media, uh, tell tell us when and where uh, repeated the same words that Major League Baseball's Players Association used in a statement over the weekend. All of this in a clear, obvious effort to pressure Rob Manford and the powers that be at Major League Baseball to start the damn season. Now, the Major League Baseball owners did not budge. They tried to to put up a nice front and all this stuff. They're insisting that the players waive their right to a grievance as a prerequisite, as a caveat to the 2020 season. So, again, five days before changing his mind, Rob Manford flip-flopped he had, he had guaranteed 100% there was going to be a baseball season. He then did the moonwalk after the players refused the uh, the counteroffer, the latest proposal, and he also, man, for describing the negotiations as futile. Futile. All right, so the big development here. Big development. Forget Bryce Harper. He talks all the time. He chirps all the time. Mike Trout, man of few words. Uh, Mike Trout stepping in to the firing line. And let's discuss the question, what impact will Mike Trout, becoming part of the chat, have on the Major League Baseball labor negotiation? So I've got the Doppler radar, quicksand, and the barbershop. And we will combine all these things together. Now, A, on the surface, when I, when I saw this and what Harper had said, but we're mostly talking about Mike Trout here, I said, well, you know, this looks good. Right, this looks good. This is all about the court of public opinion. This, the owners look a little raggedy right now, right? They look A little down in the dumps, and uh, you see weakness. You got to attack. Some rules of engagement, right? Those are rules of engagement, and uh, so the players see that, and they're like, "Hey, we can we can really win the battle for the heart, mind, and soul of the average baseball fan." They think that this is an opportunity for them to win in the court of public opinion. They think this is going to work out very well for them. Um, And so that was the first reaction I had. And Mike Trout, everyone agrees, is the top dog in baseball. And now he's spoken. Bow down. Bow down, right? The quasi-face of the entire industry. And so now he's on board for the fight. The fight for hardball justice, truth, and the baseball way. Rah, rah. Then then I realized, I said, wait a minute. What are we really looking at here? This is all choreographed. So my theory is that Mike Trout and or Mike Trout's agent got a phone call or a text. And the union said, hey, can you help us out here? They sent over the talking points memo or they texted over. And Mike Trout or someone that is in his posse did the union a solid and said, all right, we'll go on Twitter. I don't think Trout had tweeted anything in, uh, in in a fair amount of time, but he went on Twitter and it was a total of 20 characters. Five words. That's it, five words. Not exactly changing the time-space continuum. And as far as the impact, it will have minimal impact to zero impact. Like the, 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 obviously, I'm doing a monologue about it, so I, it's not nothing, but it's not really something. The entire time Mike Trout was likely... Uh, while, while this was going on on Twitter, he was likely looking at his Doppler radar that he purchased because he wants to be on the Weather Channel charting a low-pressure system somewhere and trying to figure out those summer storms that are coming to the, to the southern part of the country and whatnot. So he, he's an apolitical guy. He He's like kind of a, obtuse would be a word. Obtuse would be a word we could use, unaware of uh, his surroundings, it would appear. Now, the second thing, part B, here. Uh, this has a high-chance of backfiring. I said, well, how could it possibly backfire? I mean, there's there's nothing that could possibly lead to that. Well, let me explain. There's a couple reasons. First of all, Mike Trout, while he has a lot of muscles, and I've seen him play baseball, he's pretty good. In terms of impact on the game, he has none. Mike Trout doesn't move the needle. Uh, You could put him in a police lineup, and no one would be able to pick him out, just about. Even hardcore baseball fans would have trouble picking him out. Even if he was wearing his angel hat, they'd say, "Who's that?" Uh, and and so this is going to be exposed here, like the lack of influence and the lack of muscle for Trout. Uh, and, you know, LeBron James runs the show in the NBA, and everyone just rides his coattails, and that's kind of how that goes—his minions and all that. LeBron, baseball, there is nobody and there hasn't been anybody atop the leadership side for the players on their totem pole for a long time. You got a group of top-level players that are good ball players, good players who are disinterested in that particular role. They just don't want any part of it. They'd rather just play video games on Twitch. You know, bro, I'm risking my life, bro. Yeah, that old. Thing. And Major League Baseball players, you know, they attempt it's in their nature to be as vanilla as possible lifeless and uninteresting. It's always been that way. The main reason, the main reason though that Mike Trout, his comment and Harper to a lesser degree, because it's mostly about Mike Trout, are going to be counterproductive. You and I both know if and when the owners capitulate and announce the schedule. And many people I was talking to, I see many, two people I was talking to who work around baseball still believe there's going to be a season. They still believe it's going to happen. And, but the moment the owners announce that, then the union will do what? They will then say, okay, now it's like a boomerang. We're going to come back. We're going to file a lawsuit against you, the owners. It's So it's a form of entrapment, right? It's It's business entrapment, but it's entrapment. And so then we'll be back to square one, which makes the tell us when and where from Mike Trout, disingenuous. Right? This is like a quicksand situation. Right? It's like quicksand. Don't step in the quicksand. It looks like good sand, but it's quicksand. You're going to drop down there. It's booby-trapped. And it will lead to an abundance of what? Manhattan Ivy League-educated lawyers squaring off in a battle of who's got the, the more impressive $1,000 cufflinks. Uh, that's what we're going to get. And if the players want to play, that's fine. Uh, they can... Then say, all right, we're not going to have a lawsuit. Now, I understand the counter-argument is, well, what are the owners worried about, right? They Are they worried they're not going to win? And there's there's always that when you go into a courtroom, there is always a chance, even if you have all the evidence, right, all the evidence, all everything that would, would look at that and say, okay, that's uh, that's we're good here. Um, you could still lose. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know how guilty the owners are. Trust me, I'm not... I'm not saying the owners are squeaky clean because they're certainly not. Uh, We'll get to more on that in a minute, but it's all about being litigious. And if that's the intention, it certainly appears that that, the owners got tipped off and that's what the player's next move is going to be. The union side, many of the people that are around the union have demanded that the owners open up the books, which is... Unrealistic. Uh, it's, it's a nice thought. It's unrealistic. Pro sports, while it's a lot more money, the same basic economic laws and laws of business apply to professional sports. So if your employer opens up, you know, essentially go to your employer and say, "I'd like you to open up the books and uh, just kind of tell me what where you're at and the budget and all that stuff. Let me know. Let me know what, what it is, and then see how that goes. It's fantasy land. It, it, it's fantasy land. Uh, now the last word here. So the baseball players, you know, they, they many of them have this position. We we play the Blake Snell th- stuff all the time. I ain't playing unless I got mine, bro. I'm
3: not playing unless I get mine.
2: Yeah, he's like a poet, lawyer, Blake. Snell. Bro,
3: I'm risking my life.
2: Clearly, uh, but they want the full prorated salaries without without any kind of further reduction, and you know that's nice. And, Sure, in a perfect world, that would be the case. But I would recommend a place I've been to recently. I know my friend Eddie's there this week, all week. The barbershop, getting a big haircut. Uh, in in this regard, the players, I, I don't look at them any differently than you or I. Right Now, most average Joes and Janes are getting and have gotten over the last, since what, March, pink slips, furloughs and or pay reductions during the apocalypse. So why are the baseball players insulated from that? The answer is they're not. And you also have about 40 million Americans give or take that are unemployed. And yet the players are like, "No, no, 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 we're not not a not a dime, not a dime more. You can't take You talk about the definition of entitled and I know there's a lot of fanboys out there that just lick, lick, lick the players. They love these guys. They worship them. They're false gods, these baseball players. I don't look at it like that. I don't. Uh, the ownership side, now, they're not perfect. Listen, they, they're some scumbags. I don't need to hear the Cardinal owner tell me that baseball's not profitable. I don't need to hear that weasel in Arizona, Ken Kendrick, and his, his crap that he was spewing there and the fertilizer that came out of Chicago. They got plenty of weasels on that side also. Uh and and there was the reporting that there's a handful of owners, uh, six to eight owners that don't want the baseball season to be played this year. And that's been going around as well. Of course, they didn't name the owners that don't want to have the baseball season. But I do know that there have been exchanges when pretty much the both sides repackaged the same offer. The owners have an amount they want to pay, and they just change some things around. The players have an amount they want, and they just change a few things around. But it's pretty much the same thing. But the idea of just tell us when and where is farcical. I mean, stop. I know there's a lot of a lot of people in the baseball media that just carry the water for the players and they paint this mosaic, like these players are like shoeless Joe Jackson running around in socks because he loves the game so much. Don't fool yourself, right? Don't fool yourself into thinking. This is about the money. It's always been about the money. It will always be about the Benjamins. It's always going to be about that.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. free samples, Free shipping and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Hey, Smaller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Continental tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on-site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: Zumo play. Here we go. Let's do it right
4: now. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All
2: right, let's do it. It's brought to you by
1: Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you cool. So it might surprise some people to know that Kyle Shanahan has a losing record with the 49ers. Uh, but the success of the team last year has earned him a contract extension. Shanahan is now on a new six-year deal that will keep him there through the 2025 season. Ben, do you think they'll end up regretting this? All right, so it's not my money,
2: but I would not have rushed to extend Kyle Shannon. The 49ers, to me, have to prove that they're legit, that they have staying power. We have seen teams in recent years who got to the Super Bowl and lost and then vanished off the radar. For example, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Rams last year were, were not a playoff team. And Kyle Shanahan is also the single worst fourth quarter coach in NFL history. He was the offensive coordinator when the Falcons blew a 28 3 lead. He was also the 49ers coach last year, obviously, when they puked in the fourth quarter. Without his help, the Chiefs don't come back. So, what are you doing? Give him the extension right now. What's the rush? Who's going to hire him away?
1: Next! Steelers running back James Conner spoke with the media on Monday and said that Ben Roethlisberger looks great. What kind of season are you expecting from Big Ben, Big Ben? Uh, Thank you.
2: uh, This is a real mystery. I don't expect much. I expect him to be mediocre. I looked it up. It's been 542 games since he had a 300-yard passing game,
1: almost... Two full years or three touchdowns. I don't expect much. Next. There was a report yesterday that said many NBA scouts and executives are skeptical about giving Victor Oladipo a big contract when he becomes part of the uh, hallowed 2021 free agent class. You think he'll get one anyway, Ben? Well, uh, uh, Victor Oladipo, a couple years ago you said absolutely. The guy played great when he came
2: over from Oklahoma City in the Paul George trade, but he's been progressively worse. He's also got the injury cloud over him. The only team I could see that would – pay a lot of money would be the Knicks because they're desperate, right? Beggars can't be choosers. But outside of that, I don't think the market's going to be great. how do we do?
1: I guess you pass.
2: I, I said I passed. He said I passed at the buzzer.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: And he's got his chef's hat on right now. He is ready to saute something, I think. Oh, that's a big cooking. No, 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 sa- no sauteing. No sauteing? Today, oh, that's not right. Not today, big man. All right. Will you be including the big three food groups, which are salt, sugar, and fat? I don't know. We're making salsa, right? Cooking with Roberto. That's right, big man. Is, uh, by, the way, by the way, we point out, Roberto, because yep. I think the plug in here. Uh-huh. Uh, this portion of the Ben Maller Show brought to you by Discover Card, which right. treat you
6: like you treat you. And Tijuana's classy ladies, baby.
2: <laughs> I didn't see that on the rundown. Oh, right. I don't know. Maybe that's a
6: different rundown. Shout out to TJ. All right. Yeah. All right, Ben. Like all I said right. earlier, again, my carner, saw salad recipe this could go, this is going to go great with that. Download the pal, the podcast from last week. All right. Yeah. You last, can get that uh, last week. This last, day. Last week. Exactly. Last Wednesday. Right. And Download- this is big. This
2: is big because we got Father's Day coming up. So a lot exactly. Of, you know, grilling chips and salsa go great with the grilling. Absolutely. Boom.
6: Exactly. The only salsa I like is the one on my tacos, cause I don't like salsa music, man. No, nah. no, not, 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 not about big that on, action. Not big on the salsa music. Only on my tacos, baby. All right. I understand. Yeah. Sure. All right, big Ben, This is uh, this is uh. Oh, and I'm making this. Re- I'm, I'm giving this recipe. You know what? I have the honor, Mom said the other day. You know what, son? Your salsa's better than mine. She said wow, it. that's high praise. That's for high your praise for mom. mom. That is. Yep. It's great. So, so pretty, she pretty she proud being, of that. Wait a minute. But, is she being nice to you, though? No, no, no. Always no. Nice. no. We're, we were out there. It was two weeks ago. The family we were in the backyard. And I was like, oh, you okay. know what, son? Your sauce is better than mine. And my sister's like, ah, mom. Don't, 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 don't tell them that. S- sumble, that's yeah. a solid, humble brag. Humble bro. brag. Exactly. That's a good humble brag by yeah, you. Yeah, my sister that. was hating, but I'm like, nah, thank you, mom. Appreciate it. Been doing it for yeah. years. One of the first things I learned to cook was my mom's salsa. So mm-hmm. pretty much, Matt. Pretty much mastered that bad boy already. All right, nice. so, all right. So this is a great. This is no paste, picante sauce, any of that crap. Ola. on. No, no. This is the that. old that. stuff, that's, baby. That's, that's vulgar. That yeah. is vulgar. Yeah, none of that crap. Okay. All right. Right. all right. This is easy. So we need some chili de arbol. This is easy. Um, you can find this eight ounce bag or four ounce bag if you don't want to burn your ass. It's available at local supermarkets. Big, big supermarkets have this also. <laughs> so. So how much salsa are we making? Are we making like a, a oh, little making, small container, we'll, a big uh, container? A big looking? container. Like big my, container. my my, my blender is a 72-ounce blender, so I make a lot of this. Yeah. But well, yeah, because you got
2: to make it that will
6: it, exactly. last a while. It will right? right? last the a while, and, and then uh, yeah. what I also do is uh, I get a plastic bag and I put it in the freezer and then take it out, and then I have salsa for many, 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 many nice. days. Nice. Yeah. That's perfect. Exactly. All right. All right, so we also need uh, uh, three Roma tomatoes, uh, uh, Let's see here Four ounces of tomatillos Tomatillos are that Mexican husk Green tomato Obviously remove the husk And rinse those bad boys The milpero is preferably That's the the smaller version of it But it's harder to find So the tomatillo regular size is good One brown onion or white onion Half of it Four garlic cloves baby Gotta have that garlic in there That's right We love the garlic I love the garlic I can't get enough of it Not enough of it The natural medicine Two guajillo chiles Two New Mexico chiles Cilantro and some kosher salt. You got to have that kosher salt, baby. Now, now, for the people listening in parts of the Midwest, you can get this stuff all over, right? Exactly, yeah. Only- you can find this, like I said, uh, Walmart, okay. Walmart, Target. You can find this in a uh, local supermarket also. All right, because I don't want some guy from, like, North Dakota saying, hey, Mallor, I couldn't find you. No, you can the- find this stuff. Okay, all right. Or we're going to heat a cast iron grid on medium heat. Then we're going to add the the all the chilies together, and we're going to char them on both sides. Along with the onion and garlic. All right. We're going to char uh, these char, bad boys. Char 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 char, 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 All
2: right. I'm charring. Yes. Like I said
6: earlier, I have a 72-ounce blender, so I, I fill about two-thirds of that with water. And then I add the chili, the onions, and the garlic, and the kosher salt, obviously. And I whip it up in that blender. Mm, whip it, whip it, whip it. Whip it, whip it good. Isn't that a song, Whip It Good? Whip It Good. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Old song. This is going to be your base. This is going to be the base of your salsa. Uh. It's foundation. Some, That's the bedrock for, of the for, salsa. This for, is the bedrock s- of the salsa. For some places I've gone and tasted their sauces. some of the places have, this is basically their red salsa. They don't add the tomatillos, but it's better with the tomatillos. All right. Because it's too hot. That, this way it's too hot. And then gotcha. um, we're going to, on the cast iron griddle, we're going to add some foil, and then we're going to roast the tomatillos and tomatoes until they are soft and charred all over, baby. Char, char, char. <laughs> all right. Sure. We're charring. All right, <laughs> charring. very good. Charring. So we char those charring out there. All until right. they're, like, yellow, green in color, right? Sure. All yeah. right, and they're and then we're going to add the tomatillos and the tomatoes and cilantro to our base, and along with some more kosher salt, and then we're going to whip that around in the blender, baby. Whip it, whip it, whip, whip it. Whip all it good, all right? yes, yes.
2: All and right.
6: then check for flavor and add more salt if needed, and then, boom, you got an authentic Mexican salsa roja. Like I said, this... Good for you. You want to grill some soda outside? This goes together like peanut butter and jelly. All right, yeah, or like you that. said, you're or just some chips out. and salsa, or just chips yeah. and salsa. Yeah, it's great. All right, boom, and, the, and put make that before you do your grilling this weekend, exactly barbecuing and all that. Yeah, outside you're having oh, it's also great with beer, you know. Well, you know, outside is great with beer, everything is great with beer. Yeah, but the, you know, I mean, but the yeah. chips and salsa, it's <laughs> chips and salsa with a right. good Mexican beer. Oh, you'll tweet out the recipe.
2: I'm going to tweet that out right now, baby. All right,
1: you tweet that out. Homemade salsa from Roberta. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast,
5: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
3: Zumo Play.